happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment. Your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career. And you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome back to the podcast that this is, which exists. The name is escaping me right now, as is my own name. Um, I am floating amorphously in a, a jar of pure thought right now, completely lost and untethered from the reality that normally binds me. Sophie, uh, Robert, what what are we doing? Who am I? Uh, you are the only Robert Evans. And That's this, good. And this is Behind the Bastards. And we're here with Billy Wayne Davis, Anderson Dog, and me. Thank you. I I I was lost in the phantom zone, but now I feel grounded and ready to talk about Harry Hoxie some oh more. Oh my god, thank goodness. He's still I, kicking. He's still he's speaking of kicking, Billy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got some Gatorade and a pop tart. Got some Gatorade. So uh, Pop Tart. Yeah. Well, the, that sounds like the necessary equipment. Well, let's let's tear back into this dirty paper sack of history. He is a piece of shit. He really is. Mm-hmm. He the sucks. American medical establishment was still quite new in the 1950s, and at first it did not have one stray fuck of an idea about what to do to stop Harry Hoxie. Uh, the men of the AMA were studious and learned, but they thought like children of the early 1900s. And Harry Hoxie thought like a 21st century grifter. This is a guy who was like using the same playbook as Alex Jones and like, you know, Mike Adams of Natural News, but he's using it in like fucking 1950. <laughs> like, he's, he's just so far ahead of these people that it takes them a long time to figure out like how to actually combat his particular brand of bullshit. Hoxie sent copies of his new autobiography to every senator and representative in the United States, and he also started talking about running for governor. 
He expanded his touring to members of other fringe groups who hated the AMA and the FDA. His chief ally in this was Gerald B. Winrod. Have you ever heard of Gerald B. Winrod, Billy? No, I'm, I'm oh, pretty I'm excited. happy about that. We're probably going to have to talk about Gerald B. Winrod in detail at some point, but the short of it is he was an evangelical preacher from Kansas. Hell yeah. Winrod, yeah. He's the sort of person we talk about every single time we do an early 20th century United States episode. He's kind of in the same vein as Father Coughlin. Both men are like aggressive religious fundamentalists who either tip right up to or go right past the line of explicitly endorsing fascism in the United States. Um, (laughs) And Winrod is a past the line kind of guy. Um, He'd run for Senate back in 1938 on a platform of... hmm, I found a master's thesis from Bethel College uh, from a student named James Schmidt who discusses what his platform was. And I think that's going to do a better job of sort of walking you through this guy's political um, ideology than, than, than I could do. So I'm going to quote from that now. Using radio station WIBW in Topeka, Winrod broadcast his program of reform. His seven-point proposal called for defense of constitutional democracy against communism and fascism, reconstitution of the national character, rigid observance of states' rights to combat the growing federal bureaucracy, absolute neutrality in foreign policy, return of control of the monetary system from the Federal Reserve Board to Congress, repeal of the New Deal labor and business legislation, and an attitude on the part of the national government that will inspire confidence in order to encourage the controllers of private capital to create honest jobs. Winrod also sent mass mailings using Dr. John R. Brinkley's 150,000 name mailing list and drove in a car equipped with a speaker, taking his message (laughs) directly to Kansas voters. However, because of the apparent anti-Semitism and near support for Hitler's anti-Jewish policies in his previous speeches and publications, numerous Kansans opposed his candidacy. Oh, the Hitler guy? No. Yeah. Well, no, he opposes fascism. He's just also an isolationist and doesn't think we should do anything about Hitler. And also, Hitler's kind of right about the Jews. Yeah. That's Winrod. Yeah. That's, yeah, what? I also said it on a loudspeaker that I put on my car. Wow. I I am against fascism, but we shouldn't fight fascism by fighting it. And also, the fascists are right about the racist things they say. And, and the way they run the government is pretty cool. And the way they run the government. Yeah. I actually am pretty okay with fascism. Oh, I meant, yeah, no, I that, I thought you meant, yeah. you said something else. No, I like fascism. Yeah, I thought you were saying like fascism, and I am not okay with Mm-mm. rap talk. No, no, don't sir. Like rap no, Mm-mm. no. Now, Winrod had actually visited Nazi Germany back in 1934, and he hadn't exactly been unhappy about what he'd seen there. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> When he lost his election, the vast majority of the votes that he got came from parts of Kansas traditionally considered to be Klan strongholds, mm-hmm. which gives you an guess. idea. I was going to guess who lived yeah, there. Yeah. I was going to guess who yeah. was in charge there. <laughs> they have interesting ideas about what can be done with bedsheets, uh, to put it mildly. Yeah. Well, so, it looks like he won Boss Hog County. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, yeah, he wound up being charged with sedition in the mid-1940s for having, quote, feloniously and knowingly conspired, combined, confederated, and agreed with each other and with officials of the government of the German Reich and leaders and members of the Nazi party. You know. Yeah. I, yeah but I don't like Not a fascism, great thing to do. But I, I'm not, I'm against fascism. But. I like some fascists. 
I like all of the fascists, I, and I think we should do what they've done here, but I am not in favor of fascism. I am a member of fascism, but I am against it from this yeah. standpoint. Mm-hmm. That is my now, signature, yes, yes. One of the fun bits of little history here is that Winrod was actually the model for Buzz Windrip, the fictional American Fuhrer cooked up by Sinclair Lewis for his book, It Can't Happen Here. Um, so that's neat. Wow. Yeah, he's that guy. He's like, you gotta he's that say, guy. that's me. Mm-hmm. He wrote that about mm-hmm. me. <laughs> and he winds up working with Harry Hoxie. See, after uh, the war. His tri- <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. 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 After the war, his trial, sedition trial ends on a technicality because the judge dies. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. The, I think the universe has the best sense of humor. If we're being it's honest, great. it's very funny. That's what, in an objective sense. That, that's yeah. I mean, purely objective. Like not being a part of it and being fucked by it a lot sucks. But objectively, yeah. that's what this podcast proves more than anything is the universe is is funny, hilarious. It, it's you know, it's it's funny in the what's the name of the guy? He played the uh, the parrot in fucking Aladdin. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. He. It's funny in the same way that Gilbert Godfrey's set right after nine eleven was funny. Yes. Where, like it's it is actually very funny, but everybody gets really angry. Yeah. That's the that's <laughs> yes. the universe's sense of humor. Yes. Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> making a nine eleven joke like a month later. <laughs> Just but with nailing it with timing and everything. Yeah, Absolutely yes. slamming at home. Yes. Um, but just really pissing everyone off. And you're like, I, God, I'm gonna have to go the inside I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom so I can laugh at this, but I don't want so, anyone to see me laughing. God, it's so funny. That's the definition of funny what he did there, but people are gonna be mad. And they're mad. Yeah, they're mad. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the def yes, that is the definition of the yeah, universe. yeah, and I, I, I learned a lot from him, which is why I decided not to open this episode with "What's coronaing my viruses?" Uh, uh. I just figured that was a good call. <laughs> I would have, I would have loved that. <laughs> why am I laughing so? Hard? Because you read Robert's tweet where it was like mm-hmm. sixty thousand people died of the flu last year, so I don't think yeah. we should freak the fuck out just yet. I think the it's Chinese are, they yeah. might be using it to see how well they can control cities and shit. I'm not going to get into conspiracy talking here, but I do think that, like, mm. I, I think if you are, for example, um, someone very close to me is a Chinese uh, citizen and has family over there and they're incredibly worried and it's a very scary time. You are not like a friend of mine is going over to Europe and was worried. And I'm like, you're not going to you're not going to get coronavirus. You, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, you will be OK. This is not something to freak out about for you. Um, anyway, that's very much outside of the. I like I like uh, weed and conspiracies. So like I do I do like weed and conspiracies, and I would love to. I don't know. There's we'll do probably it a, a season we'll do it of hangout. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an it could happen here season and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what Billy thinks yeah. might happen. This yeah. will not happen. <laughs> Billy says it could happen here. That's season two. <laughs> yeah, Billy at 10 p.m. says this could happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll watch like one episode of the X Files first, but not like one of the not like one of the uh, you know the 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 the, the mythology ones. <laughs> one of like one of the ones like uh, I don't know one of the like monster of the week ones, the, oh, the yes. good ones, yeah, the good ones. Yeah, those are the ones. Yeah, yeah I'll get bored of the rest. I'm like, this code yeah. means this. Like, it I just know. gets too. It gets too. Anyway, yeah, I like a yeti. I want I want yetis and Mothmen. You know, that's I all I want. I, I want FBI agents fighting Mothmen. 
I would agree to increase the FBI's budget if they would agree to only fight Mothman. But, alas. I think you just said anyway. that there would... <laughs> <laughs> don't say that to the wrong FBI agent. He's like, that's how we're going to get funding. That's smart. I feel like every honest FBI agent would much rather be fighting Mothman, but... Without a doubt, yes. Because they all grew up watching Fox Mulder. We know it. Like, yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah you don't get in the FBI <sighs> to just do patterns and shit. No. You want to get to shoot at a mothman in rural Oregon. Yeah. That's why you yeah. wear the sweats every morning. That's what we all want. That's why. <laughs> that's what it, we all really want at the end of the day. Anyway. Get to the cool is- jacket. <laughs> yep. So, uh, we're talking about that guy, Winrod. So, he, the judge dies, his sedition trial ends on a technicality, and in the wake of it, he launches a newspaper, The Defender, which he used to pump out anti-Semitic and anti-black propaganda for his audience of 100,000 Americans. He also argued for the existence of flying saucers and ran copious ads for non-traditional medicines. In other words, like Dr. John Brinkley, his peer, Winrod was basically 1950s Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. So, he's talking to people about, like, aliens and racism racism and selling them fake medicine and also yelling about fluoride in the water he's a big anti-fluoride crusader (laughs) really that early yeah he's just alex jones yeah Yeah. it does sound like the same guy blueprint of that man Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's amazing um and like you know so uh, Winrod gets into this business of like sh- spreading propaganda and bullshit medicine, and he immediately sees that Harry Hoxie's stupid fake cancer cure might be a gold mine. Mm-hmm. So Winrod had already made a fortune selling glyoxyl glyoxylide which is a fake cancer cure from detroit um and he'd established the christian medical research league in order to study read market this cure read poison winrod quickly got to work selling hoxie's nonsense too he began claiming that he'd been treated with it as a young boy and it had saved his life there we go so readers should definitely try this shit folk it up a little bit I, i don't like the detroit slander it's not. There. It's just. It's they, not slander. It's just where it happened. That's it. Yeah, you gotta own I it. I don't like that. Y'all gotta own your shit. No. Look, bad things that happen in Detroit. The, sometimes even the closest mm-hmm. bad thing to no. happen in Detroit. That's not even on it's, the list. It's really in it's the upper forty percent. Sh- everybody should visit Detroit. I didn't say it's bad now. I'm just saying the history. There's been some of Detroit. Not great. It's. It complex. just hurts me to see fake cancer cure from Detroit. It I mean, beats that's a lot of from. the other stuff coming from Detroit. That is completely That's fair. the point hey, I'm I'll making. let you continue. The bad guy city from this is still Dallas, okay? So we can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can it's all... the worst of the D cities. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Not, yeah. not yes. even a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Um, for his work, Winrod was paid more than $80,000 by Hoxie. This was not disclosed to the readers of his newsletter, and it eventually came out in a court case, which Hoxie lost. Rather than show any shame at all, Winrod published a letter to his supporters begging them to let out daily persistent argumentative prayer for Hoxie. He also asked for donations so he could continue Hoxie's anti-cancer crusade. Last, he asked his readers to each send him the addresses of five cancer patients they knew. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) God. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. He's basic. Keep pushing. Just keep Mm -hmm. pushing it. God. It's really golf clap on that one. Uh, A plus level grifting. (sighs) It's a pyramid grifting. 
It's 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 smart. Yep. Winrod and Hoxie were good allies, but Hoxie knew that any good grift had to diversify. <laughs> so he also started working with the American Rally, an isolationist group dedicated to peace, abundance, and the Constitution. The members of American Rally were outraged at the fluoridation of water and believed the polio vaccine was poisonous. They also believed in flying saucers. The American <sighs> Rally thought Hoxie was not only a great healer, but a potential vice president and maybe a good bet to run alongside <laughs> a senator named Langer in the 1956 I can't, election. It's just everything you said was just like a mad lib. <laughs> I, and then even even vice vice president is a funny thing. I know, I know it's amazing. <laughs> That's it's like, like, yeah, this guy's like he should be the vice president. He should be the vice vice president. He's just close, fucking. And you've got anti-vaccine and anti-fluoride shit, and like a right-wing isolationist Tea Party-like group. It's just nothing has ever changed about the United States of America in the entirety of the time it's existed. No, we're just Not aware of all of it now at all yeah. times. Yes. It's awesome. It, it just rules. <laughs> it is awesome. I mean, that's why I like doing what I do is I travel around the country. Yeah. People are like, no, there's no way. I'm like, oh, you guys should drive around. There's a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will work somewhere. Whatever dumb thing you can think of, there is a part of this country where it will make you the biggest man in town. Yeah, and you'll find a partner <laughs> that will make you guys even mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. Now, they bring him in to Ameri- Hoxie in to like Ameri- this American rally rally because uh, they want him to be the vice presidential candidate. And they introduce him at a Chicago event by saying, the spirit of Lincoln is here tonight. And Hoxie responds by telling the crowd, the AMA killed my daddy, the same bunch of rats I've been kicking ever since. <laughs> Just folk it up. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. It's no disingenuous. Yeah. And the book Medical Messiahs points out that American Rally was one of a number of Hoxie-supporting organizations, all of whom were united by an idea called medical freedom, which is, quote, defined as the right of every individual to seek treatment from Hoxie's clinic and other clinics and practitioners frowned on by the Orthodox Medical Establishment. Two such groups were the American Association for Medico-Physical Research and the American Naturopathic Association. Hoxie and his associates spoke before their meetings. At a naturopathic convention in Chicago, Hoxie addressed himself to the theme, who are the real cancer quacks, and may God have mercy on their souls. Uh, Yeah. The theater. He is good. He is good. He's not bad. No. Now, while Harry Hoxie couldn't ship his cancer treatment across state lines, nothing but nothing was going to stop people in other states from advocating for the Hoxie method there. In Pennsylvania, his greatest backer was a state senator named John Haluska. So many senators and congressmen get involved in this. (laughs) He knows the right thing is like people trust at least at this point, people trust their senator or their congressman, and they don't know anything about medicine, but doctors do. So I'm going to try and convert a bunch of fucking politicians. That's yeah. the smart way to spread your bullshit. And he's, he's brilliant. right. Mm-hmm. So, Haluska was just as dumb as all the other politicians we've talked about today, but he at least had a little bit of an excuse. He'd lost his mother and baby boy to cancer, and he credited Hoxie with saving his sister's life, claiming that actual daughters had given up on her. 
She had, in fact, been treated successfully with x-rays, but Haluska didn't like to talk about that for some reason. He probably just thought that the, the x-rays had only made it worse, and it was, you know, I don't know. Or Maybe they did the x-rays on the wife, too, and that didn't work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, who knows? Haluska lost his job as administrator of a hospital for trying to convert the nurses there to carrying out hoxy treatments, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he but took the this nurses as a su- like, no. 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 This seems like poison. Yeah. Haluska took this as a sign to open his own cancer clinic out of a remodeled appliance store slash garage. Eventually, this clinic was successful enough that Hoxie himself came to visit. He was greeted by a parade and was introduced to the Pennsylvania Senate by Haluska. After a round of applause, the state senator publicly introduced Hoxie to Kathy Allison, a young girl from Indiana. He said, quote, Here is that little angel who, according to medical science, had to meet the angel soon. Today, she's going to school, was x-rayed last week and found to be cancer-free, and is playing like any other normal child. But you got a good feeling about Kathy Allison, Billy? I don't, if I'm being honest, have a good feeling. Yeah, she died eight months later mm-hmm. of chest cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what you expect. Fuck. The FDA succeeded in bringing suit against the clinic in Pennsylvania, and a jury ordered its medicine destroyed. In April 1956, the FDA published a warning in the Federal Register, revealing that its scientists had thoroughly investigated Hoxie's preparations and found that they were both useless and potentially deadly. It turned out that the actual content of Hoxie's medicine varied widely from day to day, and some preparations they'd studied included potassium iodide, which the FDA had found actually accelerated the growth of tumors. They noted that they had found not a single certified cure among all his patients. Not fucking one. Not I, fucking I think one. That's how yeah. they ended that report. They should it. have included a fucking in there. You're Just absolutely not right. Fucking one of them. Not a single goddamn one. <laughs> Now, this was actually the very first time in history that the FDA ever publicly denounced a cancer cure as absolutely fraudulent. In 1957, they doubled down on this by asking U.S. post offices across the country, more than 46,000 of them, to put up public beware posters warning patients about Hoxie's cure. And this seems to have helped immensely. The agency estimated 3,000 people were kept away from Hoxie's snake oil in the first 30 weeks. It was like it saved lives. Mm -hmm. Thousands, probably. Well, hundreds, probably. Hundreds. A lot of them probably didn't have cancer. Yeah. But yeah, it saved a lot of lives. And you know what else saves a lot of lives, Billy? Mm Mm-hmm. So many lives. Therapeutically and medicinally guaranteed, FDA-backed to save lives. Every single product and service that supports this podcast. I knew that. Yeah, and if it's a Mike Bloomberg ad that comes up next, that will in fact cure your cancer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it did. That's Mike. No, and it if won't. it doesn't, Robert, you have to off. sue Mike no, it yourself. Won't. It might. You don't know. <laughs> it, it might. There's no proof that it won't. I will say it this: won't. Mike, <laughs> Mike Bloomberg has the ability to cure all of your cancers. Mm-hmm. He chooses not to, but he, he could. Yeah, it's, I'm not. And that's stop just charisma that alone. That's just all charisma. Yeah. He is charismatic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, here's some products. Services. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're back. So, yeah, when we left off, the FDA has, like, put out 46,000 warnings about the Hoxy treatment in post offices all around the country. And this has proved to be very effective in stopping people from buying into his bullshit, because this was an age in which people still trusted the government to some extent. So wouldn't work now. Nowadays, I imagine that would increase your um, your sales substantially, actually, if you were a bullshit treatment. Um, but it was a different time. So Hoxie saw the FDA's actions as enough of a threat that he sued the government for issuing these warnings. He lost the case, and Haluska lost an appeal that he filed in Pennsylvania. By October of 1957, the FDA could happily announce that they had been successful in all federal court cases against Hoxie's treatment. With each trial came more and more testimonials from patients who'd learned the hard way that Harry Hoxie was a fraud. And I'm going to quote now from a McGill University write-up on the Hoxie treatment. Quote, 
A former patient testified that he had been diagnosed with cancer and offered a treatment for $250 and a six-week recuperative stay at Huxley's Hospital for $360, a lot of money at the time. He recovered, but not from cancer. Actually, it later turned out that he had suffered from barber's itch. (laughs) The other... The other instance, an <laughs> FDA undercover agent was diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer that had metastasized to the lungs and told he had come in just in time for the cancer to be arrested. There was an arrest, all right, but it wasn't of the cancer. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. It's just like eyeballing a cop and being like, yeah, you got lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the cop's like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the FDA is very successful in winning all of their court cases against Hoxie, but alas, as they admitted, quote, such actions will not end the menace of this treatment since the federal government does not have the power to stop a clinic in any state from treating cancer patients within that state with the nostrums which comprise the Hoxie treatment. Millions of copies of false promotional literature are still in circulation, much of it reporting cures of persons who are now dead. Bummer. And in this, they were lamentably correct. The next couple of years saw the gradual dissolution of Harry Hoxie's U.S.-based businesses. Texas court cases saw his license revoked and his ability to practice medicine in the state ended. So it only took Texas, I don't know, a a decade and change. (laughs) Well, more like 20. It took Texas a long time. But they did eventually take his medical license away. That had been granted to him probably for $10. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, his honorary medical license. They're like, hey, <laughs> give us that receipt back. Yeah. I do love that, like, if his story is true, his dad, who gave him the cure, was grandfathered into having a medical license, and Harry's was honorary. It's, <laughs> that's, it's awesome. I earned it just like my father earned it before me. Yep. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Hoxie was forced to lease his clinic to someone else, but the FDA succeeded in getting a permanent injunction against his treatment. From late 1960 on, the Hoxie method of treating cancer could no longer be legally practiced in the United States. So that's good. That's good. That's good. That's... That does not, however, hmm. mean that you cannot still get the Hoxie treatment if you want some fake medicine to deal with your real cancer. Because in the mid-1960s, 1963 to be exact, one of Hoxie's nurses moved... You know where we're going here, Billy. Oh, I know where. Yeah. Tijuana, Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. set up the first cancer clinic in that grand city. And it is still in operation to this day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Why would it ever it stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the fact that this clinic has been in operation in Tijuana, Mexico for like 50 some odd years has provided actual doctors with some opportunity to like test how well the treatments work. Um, And I'm going to read a quote from that McGill University paper on that now. In 1999, the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, certainly not an anti-alternative organization, examined evidence submitted by a Hoxie clinic in Mexico and found that of 149 patients who had been treated, only 85 could be tracked down five years later, and of these, only 17 were still alive. Such a 26% survival rate is not exactly the claimed 80% rate, and probably could be achieved by an anti-cancer diet of frog legs, snails, and Mexican jumping beans. 
They got a little racist at the end there. Okay, I was going to say get that. the point. It, oh, he yeah. was being a dick at the end. Okay. <laughs> he was being a little bit of a dick at okay. the end. But the point is, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And it's still, now, you can still go down there, though. You can. You can go down there and get it. You can get it right now. You can go get your cancer treated. If you're in San Diego, you could be getting cancer treatment by this afternoon. Yep. You could listen to this on your way down. You, you know, could. Say you hi to them in Rosarita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. It's nice. So, Hoxie himself stayed in Dallas. He transitioned seamlessly from selling fake medicine to investing in the oil and gas industry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's kids. Oh, okay. So, so you're just selling just holes mm-hmm. in the ground. Yeah, that seems a pretty easy transition. Now, when I burn people's faces off, nobody even gets angry. They just say, that's the way it's supposed to work. And they're like, yeah, that's what we hired him to do. Is sometimes their mm-hmm. faces get burnt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 1967. He attempted to use the Hoxie treatment, but tragically, ah. it did not work. He was under forced to undergo conventional surgery, which saved his life. No. He spent the rest of it hiding from the world and died alone in 1974. I would, he was like, you know what, you guys? I see, you see a lot of you have a point now yep. that I can't. I'm um, going to go away. I'm going to go away. Yeah. It uh, is, and again, if he had been a modern grifter, he never would have gone away. He would have found a way to roll with the punches. But he was an old man by then, you know. He'd he'd rolled a lot, so much rolling. If we're being lots of rolling, that is the most yeah. impressive. I mean, all the bastards that I've covered, they've yeah. been. There's an element of impressive to them all. Sure, a persistence. Yeah, that I do not understand. And I'm a very pers- I mean the. My you have profession. to be to make it in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's, yeah. it's purely persistence after a certain year of yeah. skill learning. You're like, well, now it's just persistence. And I, these guys are just like, I'm going to go to Mexico and do this. You're like, what? I'm going to burn some faces off. And you're like, oh, I guess. Go down there. I just don't understand the main goal. like, Because the, they keep losing money, a lot of them. So... I don't know. I get confused yeah. as to like what drives all these motherfuckers sometimes. What drives all these motherfuckers? I don't know. Maybe just money. But there's, I do think... But a lot of them don't have a lot of money. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is... I think honestly most of it in every grifter, most of it is social cachet. And the money is kind of part of getting the social cachet it allows you to be they want to be a big man they want to be a big powerful important person that's that's what it always comes down to i really do think and i think that was that with elizabeth holmes she wanted to be mm-hmm. a hugely influential powerful person she was always more interested in the like sitting on different boards and giving advice to the government sort of thing than actually making anything and she's always like, name dropping other powerful people yeah you're exactly yeah, yeah. and then even the the voice thing that is she's she studied powerful people, and that's what that yeah. move is. Yeah, that's a deep voice. People respond to authority, the deeper voice. Like that, to me, that wasn't fascinating when people were like, can you believe she no. changed her voice? I was like, no, that's uh, no, it, made, it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I change my voice because people take me more seriously when I speak the way that I speak than the way I grew up talking. Oh, but th- you know, well, people yeah. are like you can lose your accent. I'm like, no shit. But I, mm-hmm. I like to make people laugh. So, it well, that's helps. that's. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what happened. That's the 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 only downside of coming from Tennessee. And while we're talking about Tennessee, Billy, 
Mm-hmm. You're the only ten I see. Oh, that's. I've never gotten to use that line before, and I. You uh, use it pretty smooth. That's the smoothest I've ever thank heard you. that line thank used. You. Thank you. I've Aww. practiced a lot. I like to shout it at people as I pass from cars. Um, <laughs> listeners, yeah. could, listeners couldn't see Billy go, aw, on his face. <laughs> it nice. lit up. It's nice. Now, the Hoxie treatment is still oh, very still much alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. No, there is too much momentum behind oh. this grift for it to ever die. Now, in, in 10,000 years, the only remnants of our society will be the war in Afghanistan and the Hoxie treatment. It's just going to be them floating in the <laughs> void. <laughs> so, Hoxie's bullshit treatment is very much alive and well. In fact, the move of his nurse to Mexico in the mid-1960s sparked the birth of a new industry in Baja, California. By 2002, there were more than 70 alternative cancer clinics in Tijuana and Rosarito, none more prominent than the Hoxie Clinic. Today, Billy, if you decide I want to get some cancer cured, but not by a doctor in a way that actually cures my cancer, if you make that call, mm-hmm. you know, which who who hasn't felt that way from time to time? I mean, uh, if you decide, yeah, so if you start looking into hoxy treatment or like if one of your relatives is like looking that's into what hoxy all treatment, I was thinking about yeah, is like people you know yeah. going to be like, just here's what's frustrating. It is old-timey enough that it's kind of a pain in the ass to research what the treatment is. If you look at the first page of Google results, there will be a couple of accurate articles by authoritative sources tearing it apart, like the McGill uh, University article, but there are just as many positive sources about Hoxie on the first page of Google results, Um, including the Amazon page for the book, Hoxie Therapy, When Natural Cures for Science Became Illegal. And right below that, oh, man. the website. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you, fuck people. That, fuck <laughs> that. Oh, that title. Right below that is the website for a documentary, Hoxie, How Healing Becomes a Crime. <laughs> it just. And okay, uh, and now it, hearing stuff like that, it's like it answers that question. Like, how can anyone be against the legalization of marijuana. And you're like, well, you hear people defending stuff yeah. like that, and you're like, oh, well, that's... No. It and makes total sense, because people are just like, I don't know this stuff over here, but this stuff, and you're like, ah, you're right. You're fucking right. And I, I'm a big <laughs> marijuana should be legal, and in some cases, mandatory advocate. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, obviously, the, the whole medicinal marijuana industry is at least 50% nonsense. Like, I have had it, I've had it <laughs> yes. advised to me. Every time I've had it advised for me to me for anything but a treatment for, like, mild pain, it has not done a goddamn thing. Um, which is not to say there aren't things it can do. There's a lot of really interesting research going on about, like, the ability of certain cannabinoids to, like, you know, fight cancer and yeah. stuff. That actual doctors, it's not just smoking pot, obviously. Well, and then, yeah, they can't but, give you a strain. That always cracked me up, too. Yeah. Like, this strain is, like, good for this. And you're like, you yeah. don't know that because you don't even oh, know you got a lung that. infection bro you got a lung infection <laughs> smoke this strain yes yes <laughs> no, just, man. i was at a canker sore uh, here hit this shit yeah. and you're like mm, yeah, not after the, you here's the herpes concoction of fucking hit this pipe marijuana. Like, no, i'm not yeah. hitting that pipe <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, uh, but it is that that and it, it sucks the, because it's also it, like you you see this with every good drug with alcohol back in the day. Everybody loved alcohol, so suddenly like doctors would be like, "Oh, alcohol will treat this. Alcohol will treat that. Yeah. Getting drunk is the right cure for this." And it's really only the cure for kidney stones. 
Um, yeah. And a lame party. And sadness. But, uh. Yeah, and sadness. <laughs> all three it, of those. It doesn't here. make it worse at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like that frustrating, yeah, like, yep. It's just this human nature. Exactly. Thing. I think that's, yeah. you said it best, where we're both yeah. just like, it's just that, uh, and then it's just human nature, where it's like, yeah. It's like how bacon was really popular a couple of years I, ago. Remember I, that? I, just, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was huge. And why? It's like, yeah. Now it's like a Republican thing, too. It's weird the road that bacon went on it, is it? over the last like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of and people are like, I eat bacon, are you triggered? Like, no, dude, it's, everybody likes bacon. You had Fuck bacon? Off. That's like a thing yeah. people like. It's like the watermelon yeah. and black people thing. It's like, that's just good. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah th- there's a whole long race. We, we actually may do a fun episode on like all of the horrible histories behind those particular stereotypes, but I don't know. This is off topic a bit. Yeah. Um, but it is like this feeling I have about. I have this I have this theory that we would not have the problem we currently have with like bullshit medical treatments if we had never started the war on drugs. Hmm. Yeah. If marijuana had never been this counterculture thing, if it had always just been like, oh yeah, you can just go down to the farm across the street and pick some weed and smoke it. Yeah. Like and no one had ever made it into a thing. I don't think it would have attracted, you know, doctors might would hopefully still be finding useful medical things from it, but it wouldn't be this like weird cult in the same way that alcohol doesn't have this weird cult. Like there's people who like to drink, but there's not like this. It's not the same thing. I don't know. Well, it was never. Yeah. You, well, you only had to go away from somebody to use alcohol for a short period. And then you got to all use it again in the, yeah, I think that's what made pot, where you always yeah. had to go away to use it. Well, and you, you all, it's also, I think, this the fact that the path to starting legalization, like, I don't think marijuana would have reached the point that it currently reached without that interim where everybody was really pushing the medical aspects of it. Like, where we would all have to yeah. go get, like, prescriptions and shit. That well, was a we critical... All, we all saw that. It was like, this is just yeah. a step. And except yeah. a step. That was a cool part of, the, I think, the cult of it. Yeah, yeah. Was we all recognized the bullshit of it, but we're like, well, just do it. Just do it this way. And then, yeah. But I think to say what, to go along with what you're saying, what happened, and it's that snake oil shit, where once it's out, is once CBD, they discovered it, and now Mm -hmm. it's in everything. And I've been talking about this. Fucking everything. I've been talking about this. There's two ice cream places I can walk to that have CBD ice cream. I was like, Like, two weeks ago, my grandmother, I was talking to her, and she's like, I put some CBD on my elbow. I was like, oh, it's going going legal federally so fast now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was the smartest thing they could have done because old people call their senators and bug the shit out of them. You get old people using pot, they'll change them laws real it, fucking it's a fast. Ba- and it's yeah. happening because of CBD. Yeah. That's what and we got to get old people on acid next. It's that, oh well, that boomer generation is coming through there, but they're. I, I, hashtag somebody drugging old folks home. <laughs> we just got to, we got to jumpstart this process. Let's okay. do it. We are off the topic. So I was talking about that first page of Google results for Hoxie therapy with the Amazon book, you know, when natural cures became illegal. Right below that is the website for a documentary, Hoxie, how healing becomes a crime. And at the very bottom of the page, Billy Wayne Davis, is a PDF on the Hoxie treatment by Darcy Naturals, an herbal medicine focused clinic in Natick, Massachusetts. So 
the people at Darcy really fucking love them some Harry Hoxie. And their write-up includes a bio of him that I find fundamentally hysterical. <laughs> Quote, Hoxie and his formula still enjoy popular appeal, even though they have suffered 40 years of harsh attacks in the press, relentless prosecutions in the courts. He was arrested more times than anyone in U.S. medical history. A hundred times just in Dallas. <laughs> And they're trying to make him out to be a good, like, <laughs> everything they write about him makes him seem like a fucking <laughs> gigantic fraud. <laughs> More than a hundred times in Dallas. Just in, one, just in the place he lived, they kept arresting Again, him for doing bad stuff. If you are white, you really got to work to get arrested in Dallas. I was, that was going to say, it was like, and I he have, was a white dude, you guys. One of my good friends who listens, whose name will say starts with a J, had to be, he was driving without like a license or registration for a very long period of time <laughs> before he got busted. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh no, I think he just had tickets against him. I don't know. I it's, think he did have a license. Yeah. Well, if you watch the way, news in Dallas. There was a period of like a year where every time I got in the car, it'd be like, if I get pulled over, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I did that for two years and didn't know I was doing it and driving around the country with a oh, suspended license. And then the, I got pulled over and a cop was like, this is suspended. I was like, no shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. You have to go to jail. Did you know that? I did. Oh boy. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So, the Darcy Naturals write-up continues. Persecution by government agencies, public warning against toxic cancer treatment that the FDI ordered mounted in 46,000 U.S. post offices, and a virulent personal vendetta mounted against him by the head of the American Medical Association, Morris Fishing. They misspelled fish bean as fish fishing, because these aren't no. serious people. Well, you know, they're not, the details aren't super important no. in, in medicine so now they aren't wrong that morris fishbean had a vendetta against hoxie he had famously noted in 1965 of all the ghouls who feed on the bodies of the dead and the dying the cancer quacks are the most vicious and most heartless which is a pretty fucking good quote yeah it is <laughs> now that- y- you know who won't ghoulishly feed on the bodies of the dead and dying Koch brothers? No, they uh, they would do that just no, for fun, not even yeah, that's not it. even for food, yeah, yeah. yeah, and for the erotic thrill. Um, I always forget you know, about that part of it. Yeah, no, it's critical. Yeah, the products and services that support this podcast. It's an it's another ad break. Oh. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. So, Darcy Naturals, um, the company that this PDF comes from, really ought to be looked into by somebody to see if they are breaking the law by providing Hoxie's treatment, because they definitely sell Hoxie formula pills for $36.99 per bottle. It is unclear to me as to whether or not this is technically fine, um, because they're just selling herbal supplements to people. Would that name? I don't know. Do they yeah, just using I, that name and not the Yeah, it's the shit? same supplement, probably. Like, I'm guessing less toxic than most of the shit he used, because you get the feeling from him that sometimes his guys are just pouring shit in jars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they're breaking the law or not. It would be cool if someone looked into that. Uh, maybe somebody... I know there's a lot of journalists who listen to the show. Here's a fun lead. Look in the Darcy Naturals and see if they's breaking some laws. Um, the site is really entertaining reading, though, and it somehow manages to make Harry Hoxie sound even shadier while trying to defend him. Quote, How did Harry and his formula survive? Why weren't they extinguished? It's an amazing story, full of Hollywood-like intrigues. They survived by the most amazing truth of all, the testimony of healed patients. This was Hoxie's only defense at every trial and Senate committee meeting. He never lost one AMA quack trial or slander trial because of this moving, powerful defense from the experience of hundreds of cancer survivors. Note that they don't include all of the fda trials he lost no why well that's not important that's not battling against the american medical establishment of the day not one cancer patient ever testified against him given to carrying wads of cash to be able to post bail at any times <laughs> his fortune coming from oil investments his patients would gather at the jail in a show of support hastening his release if i know one thing about someone who's not a criminal it's that they always have bail money ready <laughs> yeah yeah everyone i know that that has bail money ready is like yeah mm-hmm. Every, all my friends that have bail money yep. in their sock pocket it's because yep. they're always just chilling just hanging out. Every person I've ever had who informed me of the use of having, I think it was like $20, the, the rumor at least going around is that if you keep like 20, it was like a 20 or $40 in your pocket, if you get arrested in Dallas, then you can like pay to get bonded out right away or something. I don't know. I assumed it wasn't true. But everyone who told me that and kept 40 bucks or whatever in their shoe was somebody who sold me drugs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yes. Real drugs. Yeah. Good drugs. Yes. No, not always good drugs. They're legitimate drugs. people. Not in yeah. not in the upstanding world, but they are Honest legitimate. salesmen. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, the write-up from Darcy Naturals notes that senators, judges, lawyers, and some doctors endorsed his treatment. <laughs> Three types of people who aren't doctors, and a couple of doctors, endorse this. It's real medicine. Mm -hmm. Quote, Hoxie's larger-than-life personality, unfortunately, fit the stereotypical image of a quack, coupled by it with a confrontational style, set him head-on to clash with the medical authorities for decades. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's so good. They're I mean, like, fuck he's, these people, but it's he's funny. A, he's a, oh, yeah. it's hilarious, because they're like, he's a quack, but yeah, people are like being mean about it. Now, Hoxie was obviously not the first person to lie about being able to cure cancer, but you might call him the founding father of the fake cancer cure industry. He invented the way to sell it and the way to turn snake oil into more than just a get-rich-quick scheme. Before Hoxie, grifters sold nonsense medicine. After Hoxie, nonsense medicine was its own culture, a series of interlocking fake treatments, bogus medical philosophies, and fringe newspapers linked together by a couple of colorful figures and a shared hatred of the mainstream medical establishment. Does that sound familiar at all to anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In mm -hmm. the 1970s, Latrill treatments became the vogue cancer cure among people who didn't actually want real cancer cures. And Latrill is usually marketed as vitamin B17 or amygdalin. What it really is is cyanide. It, it turns into cyanide in your body. It does not cure cancer. But the galaxy of clinics in Tijuana that had followed Hoxie into Mexico were happy to poison desperate Americans in exchange for piles of cash. In 1980, Steve McQueen died in Mexico taking Latrill treatments. In 2006, Coretta Scott King died from complications from ovarian cancer in a Rosarito clinic. Mexican officials shut down the Santa Monica Health Institute in the wake of this. Great name for a fake cancer clinic in Rosarito, though. Makes people think it's in California. Yeah. Or in, you know, the state of California. Yeah. Yeah. And in general, though, I will say one of the positives of this episode is that the fake cancer clinic industry in Mexico is on a downswing. 9-11 had a huge part to do with this before 9-11 traveling to mexico was basically the same as driving to another state if you lived in like california or arizona and so people could just kind of like drive across the border and get treatment afterwards it required a passport which reduced at least the number of poor americans who could blow their savings in mexico on bogus medicine i'm not generally in favor of this change but this is one positive thing that it did you know it 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 helped kill these clinics you see george w bush taking credit hey hey i cut down yeah. on the, the fight that cancer was the shit. goal That's not it. racism yeah wasn't racism. Like, i i think you should be able to travel to mexico for whatever reason as long as mexico's fine with it but yeah this it does make sense that this would reduce the number of poor people getting grifted by this and hey we didn't yeah. mean we didn't mean for poor people to hold on to their money. That wasn't that's no, a bad no. side effect we'll, to what we'll we did. We'll take it away. Don't you worry. We'll we don't get that money we out of there. We didn't mean for poor people to <laughs> hold on to the money longer than they need no. to. We didn't mean no, for that. No, don't worry. Once them it. poor people get back from Iraq, we will take all the money we gave them. Well, yes, don't you worry. We'll yes. find a way. We're going to get that yeah. money back. Yeah. That's investment. The Hoxie Clinic is still holding on, though. And I ran across one 2006 article about some of its modern-day patients, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Quote, 
For many, the journey to an alternative cancer clinic in Mexico is their last hope. Some still wear bandages from a recent surgery. Some are weak from chemotherapy or radiation. But others appear healthy, the result, they said, of unorthodox treatments that have struggled for decades to gain acceptance from the U.S. healthcare industry. Every three months, Norberto Fenwell, 57, and his wife Alice, 56, of Fernley, Nevada, drive to the border town of San Ysidro, California, staying at a Best Western hotel where they receive a discounted rate and a free shuttle to the cancer clinics across Across the border. They'll need that discounted rate because back in 2006, the Hoxy treatment cost $3,500 up front, plus additional costs that ran up to $5,000. This is more or less in line with the cost of treatment back in Harry Hoxie's day. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and it's a bummer. Fanwell in the article is convinced that, like, the ultrasound shows his cancer shrunk. Maybe he never had cancer. I don't know. Or maybe he's dead now. I haven't been able to find any information on whether or not he's alive or what happened with his treatment. I hope he's okay. I hope, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. No, it is. He just seems like some poor guy who got conned. If there is one piece of good news about the current day status of the Hoxie treatment, it's that the actual ingredients used in the Hoxie treatment seem to have stabilized. Today, there are Facebook pages and web forums where patients discuss the best ways to augment their Hoxie treatment with diet or even administer the herbal ingredients for themselves. So while the actual original Hoxie treatment was wildly inconsistent, today's batches are usually a predictable list of substances. That said, they're not the kind of substances you necessarily want to just be fucking around with. Uh, here's what a write-up in the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center says about several of them. High levels of iodine from the potassium iodide can cause pimples, excessive secretion of the eyes and nose, impotence, and inflammation of salivary glands. Buckthorn, one of the ingredients in the herbal tonic, is a violent laxative and can cause abdominal pain, dehydration, anxiety, <laughs> decreased respirations, diarrhea, nausea, trembling, and vomiting. Cascara, one of the ingredients in the herbal tonic, is a laxative and can cause abdominal pain, cramping, diarrhea, discoloration of urine, fluid God. and electrolyte imbalance, softening of the bones, fat in the feces, vitamin and mineral deficiency, Efficiencies and vomiting. Woo! Pokeweed, one of the ingredients in the herbal tonic, causes nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and abdominal cramps. Ingestion has been associated with illnesses requiring hospitalization and has caused deaths in children. I shit my insides out. That's what that, that means. It's working. It may- <laughs> well, you're fixed. Yeah. No, shit I mean yourself to better health with the hoxy treatment. I, mean, I can see my heart beating in the toilet. <laughs> That's what you gave yeah. me. God, unbelievable. Great stuff, Billy. Yes. You feel like you might have some cancer after all this? I mean, yeah, every time anyone says it, I'm always like, probably. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, you all heard it here. The Hoxie treatment is the flawless, unproblematic way to treat your illness. It's just a... thoroughly endorse it. It's just an industry that you don't even think about, because if you start to think about it, first you understand why how easily people can be conned because it's the most desperate part of their whole existence is they're just trying to extend their life and the, and everywhere they go that's reputable is like, Oh, we don't know. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. We don't fucking know. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. That'll be a million dollars. Yeah. We don't know. We will need half of the money you've earned in your entire life. Your whole life. Because we told like, yeah, it's so much of this is wrapped up in, I am legitimately, I mean, like, obviously, like, we're going to do an episode about Black Salve 
um, yeah. in the very near future, which is very much a descendant of all this. But like two of the places where it's most commonly used are Australia and the UK. So obviously, the entirety of the solution is not Medicare for all or socialized medicine or whatever. But I do think it helps. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Good luck, so, everybody. <laughs> you want to plug your pluggables? Yes. Uh, if you want to follow me on any of the socials, just Google Billy Wayne Davis and all that stuff comes up. Your favorite one I'm on there. And then I'm going mm-hmm. on tour all over the place. So hit up BWD Tour for all those uh, dates. I'm continuing to update them. So holler. Yay. Yep. And if you want to find me online... You can just Google Mike Bloomberg for president because Ew, Robert, you know shut, shut, there's really Jesus. no daylight Whoa. between. That's where I found you. Look, I'm I'm bloom pilled, guys. I've been bloom pilled. I'm on the bloom train. I'm blooming out. I'm a blooming onion of politics now, Robert, and there's just no getting Robert, around that. Robert, Sophie, don't become the bad guy. Sophie, I have always been the bad guy, and you know that better than anyone. That's kind of true. Oh, you can find Robert on Twitter at I Write OK. You can also check out some of his writing from Bell and Cat. Uh, it's, it's really good. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at @bastardspod. We have a website where you can find the footnotes under the episode descriptions if you scroll down. Uh, T Public Store. Robert also is a co-host of Worst Year Ever. Uh, did I do it? You did it. You did a perfect job, Sophie. Thank you, So much better a job. I am very excited about us transitioning away from me doing this at all and just collecting a paycheck while you do the podcast. Very exciting. (laughs) Maybe you are Team Bloomberg. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Episode over. from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. 
Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.